the Black and White Network now proudly presents Moms Across America, a new program where women can speak their minds openly and freely without fear of reprisal. Moms Across America is about the issues of the day confronting America from a mom's point of view. And now, here are the moms. Hello and welcome to Moms Across America. We're going to be talking about a couple of things today. And I think we're back. <laughs> it's been a little while. Um, yeah. I think in our first segment, we're going to talk about affirmative action. And, um, you know, I find it really interesting. And um, affirmative action has never been a part of my life. <laughs> so <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how I missed out on that one. But uh, that has never been anything that I have even thought to use as a part of my life or just never was. Well, it's interesting since I'm a little bit older than you, <laughs> slightly, um, <laughs> it has actually had a negative impact on me uh, where okay. I went at the time going to college. I had to work three jobs because of affirmative action would deny my access to loans or to grants because I was not one of the above minorities. Uh, I, as you know, I was a police officer. When it came to the sergeant's exam, they had the curve. If they just marked the exam questions right or wrong and just give you the average on that, I would have been a sergeant. But because of affirmative action and because of the curve, and I wasn't one of the minorities that were being privileged with affirmative action, I was denied. So it does have a negative impact that doesn't people are not talking about. However, this lawsuit brought to the forefront because the individual was not the correct minority, was denied access. And what the affirmative action ruling has done is righted that wrong against people like myself, like the plaintiff, and is saying, hey, we are a meritocracy. And that's the way it should be. Um, someone said before, would you want your brain surgeon to be affirmative action graduate with a 65 average grade? Or would you want the top of the class working on your brain? That's right. That's right. Exactly. And I think that has, has gotten muddied because so many people think there's so much racism in our country that we need to have those types of things in place. I think it's been a detriment, um, not just to those who are not people of color, but for people of color, because what's your motive? I mean, what, what's, what's, why even try? Why try to be a better student? Why try to be better in your field if it's all going to be based on the color of your skin? I, I mean, that's what it is. It's the color of your skin. Let's, let's call it what it is. And so uh, I, don't, I see it as a detriment to the Black community because now you have people who feel like they are entitled simply because of the color of their skin. Well, you know, like I'm I right. said, uh, I've had a little experience because a couple of decades earlier, but um, I've noticed that when you hand someone something and they don't have to work for it, they will not respect it. They will not right. do it honor and justice. I, many times I've given something to someone, you know, out of my goodness of my heart, thinking I'm helping them only to find out that they had absolutely no respect for the gift I have given them. Right. And you, you may think as a progressive, you're gifting something and you're trying to help them, but you're causing more harm. But as human beings, we have to strive for something. There has to be something in our lives that has meaning and purpose. 
Otherwise, exactly. where are we? Just another lump of coal? I mean, I don't mean it as derogatory, but I, you know what I'm talking about. You're just, you're just exactly. a lump of nothing, or you are someone. Yes, yeah, I can remember when my, you know, my parents, neither one of them. mine had ever gone to college straight out of high All right. that would would help me we didn't have any money for me to go to school I mean let's be real I, I grew up in a rural area and my mom and dad they didn't have the money to send me to college so I realized after going to speak to my counselor at my school I was in the top 10 percent of my class however he said maybe I should go to trade school well, I, I knew that was a derogatory toward me because, <laughs> you know, being in a high school with 1500 students, only 35 of us were black. Mm -hmm. And so I knew how he said it, that he was not going to help me with anything. And so I went to the library and started researching on my own to find scholarships and money to go to school. And that's how I went to school. And so when I hear this affirmative action stuff, I'm like, seriously, where were you guys when I needed you? <laughs> well, you know, uh, very similar to you. I don't know if it was a racial thing or if it's just a gender thing, because my guidance counselor did something very, very similar to you. Called wow. me into the office and wanted to know what direction my life was to be. And I said, I wasn't sure. I was leaning a couple of different directions. And his response, his advice to me, and Dan, you will appreciate this, is that take secretarial courses and marry your boss <laughs> can you imagine how far he thought i would go? now i was also upper 10 percent in my high school uh i i graduated college phi theta kappa by working uh, two and three jobs but i did it by working hard he yeah. obviously thought my easy way up in society or in the rest of the world was to marry my boss now how sexist can that be but because he gave me a goal to work for, two years later, I owned my own business. I had a, a degree in business. I had 13 employees, part-time employees, but employees. I walked into that high school for the night courses and he goes, you're taking my advice. You're taking secretarial courses. And I said, no, sir. I'm teaching one of your courses. <laughs> when you have a goal to work for, it gives you joy. It gives you happiness. It gives you prestige and self-assurance. And yes. affirmative action took that away. I, I agree. I agree. We, uh, we were fortunate on this program that one of our early interviews when we first came out with Blacks and Whites was a gentleman by the name of Kenny Shu. Kenny Shu and his organization was one of the one of the leaders behind the other case on on schools, and that was against Harvard. And this was a discrimination against Asian students because mm -hmm. they were such high achievers. They didn't have any room for any more of you. And so the court said that that was clearly discriminatory. So. Here we had people who had terrific grades and all the other stuff, but because, as you said, Vicki, because of their race, Asian, there were limitations of how many they would take into a particular college or university, Harvard being the one, 
and uh, they they had a very small limit on the number of Asians that they would take because the Asians, believe it or not, were were great achievers. They studied hard, they worked hard, they achieved academically and socially, but because of the color of their skin and their ability to succeed, they were they were shrunk. We should we we forgot to do something, Vicky. We forgot to introduce our new co-host. <laughs> I realized that. <laughs> I just realized that. So uh, this is Annie Herbalis. I've known her for a number of years. I've been on her show uh, on Friday afternoons uh, many, many years. And uh, when we needed somebody to come on the show, I, I talked with her and then she talked with Vicki. Um, and she's going to be a regular on our show. So a belated welcome. And, <laughs> and I already thank you for your insight. Um, the, the other thing that happened in this, in this, this case about education is that the court said that if you receive financial aid from the federal government, regardless of whether you're a public or a private institution, you've got to comply with this new ruling. And there are some people who feel that this has gone down to private elementary and secondary schools in the United States. So the, the, the Democrats are in, in, in a, beside themselves about what's going on here. And I did a show this morning and I said to the person, and I've been on his show probably 10 years, I said, you may not remember this, but when I told you when Donald Trump was running for the nomination, not too long after he came down the staircase, I said, this election is not going to be about the president, it's not going to be about House or the Senate. This election is going to be the judges that the new president will appoint and what implications they're going to be for those judges for decades to come. And we saw last week three conservative decisions. And we've seen across the country that the Biden agenda is being challenged by appointees to the federal judiciary by Donald Trump. And I think that's, that's a tremendous thing because he's, he, he may not be reelected president, but his legacy should always be what he did in the court system. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and well, I think, Dan, one of the reasons the Democrats are so upset about this ruling is because they've lost control of the minority community. This is just another nail in that coffin. And I know some people are saying, oh, please, how do you see that? This is how I see it. Think about it. I don't know if the two of you were ever involved in sports, but when you were around a competitor who was better on your same team, but they were better at the particular um, sport that you were involved in, whether it was track or whatever, they were better in the event, you strive to be better because you didn't want them beating you every, every, every time you were, you were in the competition. So you worked harder. What I'm hoping this will do is cause people in the minority communities, especially the black community, who I, I think has been uh, more adversely affected by this. I'm hoping that this would cause more of them to say, hey, wait a minute, I can be better. I can do better. 
I can strive more. That's what I'm hoping to see. And I see that we're getting close to our time in this segment. Um, but Annie, do you have anything to close us out? On this? Yeah, because I see a ripple effect with this uh, ruling, because if we're affecting uh, affirmative action, now that affirmative action then moves into the public and private sectors as for diversity, equity, and inclusion. So where is the meritocracy? We will see meritocracy now in the boardrooms and in every other aspect of our society. No more are you going to be privileged because of your race, color, creed, or whatever the flavor of the month is. You will be rewarded and advanced and have a better product to give to the public and be more profitable. It is going to creep across, not just the schools, but every other part of our society. And I'm sorry, uh, you're maybe 1% of a society that feels like you're victimized because you're born, you felt the wrong color. Uh, I look at it this way. God doesn't make mistakes. God Amen. put me here in this body, in this place. And it's what I do with it and how I help those around me with it proves what type of a person. But if you're going to sit back and say, give me, give me, give me, I didn't ask to be born. And I'm sorry, you're to the back of the line because I'm right. working hard in my life and I want to be at the front of that line. I agree with you. Well, we well, need to we go ahead, Becky. Well, we're going to take a break and we'll be right back here shortly. And again, welcome to Moms Across America. Will more than two banks fail? Is it time to buy gold? Recently, the FDIC took over two banks that were in trouble. Now we have reports that an additional 20 regional banks have in excess of $650 billion in bond losses. The Fed admits that their increase in interest rates have done little to bring inflation under control. They may well increase the amount and frequency of interest rates. Isn't it time to consider gold in your portfolio? From January 1st, 2023 to today, the price of gold is up twice as much as the S&P 500. Go to blacksandwhites.us, click on the gold bar, and reach out to Advisors Metals and ask Ira, is gold right for you? Call now. It's important. Welcome back to Moms Across America, and I'm your stand-in host, Dan Perkins, and with us today is uh, Vicki and our new Mom Across America expert, Annie. Um, we're going to start this second section off. Another decision by the Supreme Court was the attack on Joe Biden's student loans, his $460 billion giveaway and uh what's interesting about if you read the language the court did not say that forgiveness was illegal they didn't say that they said that the president acted illegally because the heroes act was not designed to provide waivers of loans for for millions and millions of students and so he said even Nancy, uh, Justice Roberts said that Nancy Pelosi said that the president doesn't have the power to do this. And what he basically said, Mr. President, move your butt down Pennsylvania Avenue and go to the Congress and see if you can get it passed. And we'll be all right with it. But he's not going to be able to do that because that ain't going to happen. So what's the ramification, ladies, of the elimination of the Biden $460 billion free-for-all on student loan forgiveness? Can I go first, Vicki? Well, I can tell you this. There's going to be a lot of mad folk. 
because they have been promised, just promised because they deserve it so much, their loan forgiveness. And now they feel betrayed. Then they'll blame the courts for a long time until they really realize it was never going to happen. It's just not going to happen. We don't have $460 billion to bail people out, even though we bail out the banks. It's just not going to happen. No, it's not. And what the SCOTUS did in this ruling was prove that the power of the purse, as the Constitution dictates, remains with the Congress, with the legislature. Absolutely. Now, I am also looking at this, it's turning around to the people and saying, you entered into a contract. Yes, you can have loan forgiveness, but you entered into a contract and took out a loan and you're responsible for that loan. And whether or not the person that issued the loan to you forgives it, that's between you and the lender, not a government to step in. And if government were to step in, it still would have to go through Congress. And I don't see Congress overturning hundreds of years of contract law. Yeah, I would, I, I would agree with you. Um, Vicki, I want to go back to what you said and ask a question. Um, this, was a, this was reported to be a major campaign promise to Joe Biden when he ran for president, student loan forgiveness. And what's interesting about it, Vicki, is that when he originally talked about it, he talked about $40 billion. <laughs> and here we are, $460 billion, it didn't happen. So um, do you think that the, the, the Generation X, Y, and Z students who thought they were going to get their loans forgiven, will they still want to vote Democrat? <laughs> I, well, I think some of them will just because they are lemmings. I, I think some of them will continue to vote Democrat. However, I think if the Republicans do this right, <laughs> which uh, that's up in the air, if the Republicans do it right and they use this and show how this was purposely a misleading promise by the Democrats, they can do it convincingly enough, you will have some of those people say, you know what, I'm tired of being lied to by the Democrats. They just keep lying to us over and over and over, but it's going to have to be used the right way. And yeah, I'm kind of concerned whether Republicans can actually pull it off. Last week, Annie, Annie uh, Vicki and I did a single show together and it was basically on reparations. Yep. Is, is reparations in your mind the same lie as student loans? I would say absolutely, absolutely. And Gavin Newsom's offering reparations to anyone that's a descendant of a slave, not requiring that they reside in the state of California. And everyone is looking at this and going, what are you talking about? Give you your what money? I don't think so. I mean, why are you delivering the, father, the sins of the father upon the children? I'm sorry, I'm not the one that went out and robbed the bank or enslaved that person. I'm here, I'm responsible for my actions. And why are you taking money out of my hard-earned pocket and giving it to someone else? Wait a minute, that's theft to me. That is actually theft. You want to penalize? Then dig up the dead bodies and make them pay because you're not getting my tax money. 
So, so yeah. let, me, let me follow that with, with a question because I've been thinking about this. So in California, the California Commission and one just broke up over the weekend in St. Louis, another reparations committee. The, the, langu the language in both San Francisco and the state is to all black people. Okay, you know, you and I have talked about that over 20% of the black people in America today weren't even born here. Like either they came immigration over the last 40 years. But right. here, here's rhetorical questions that maybe the Republicans should be asking. If you're gonna give you a million dollars, give up all your welfare benefits, no more, you got to pay for your own health care. You got to do all this out of your million dollars. And by the way, if you're married and fortunate enough to have a husband in the home and you have two kids, do the two kids get a million dollars too? So the household gets $4 million? Those are the kind of questions that I think the Republicans need to ask about this idea of reparations and how much who's going to get what. Um, so... I said to Vicky last week, Annie, I, th I think that the, the, re the Republicans, the conservatives, and the independents, all three of them, are being misled about this reparations issue. They think we don't have the money. It's silly to even talk about it. But I'm saying, I said to Vicky last week, more and more Black people in the Black part of the town believe that they're in they've been sold the bill of goods as vicky says about about student loans that they're entitled to this million dollars or three million or two hundred million dollars and it's not going to happen because the money isn't there but the republicans really have to deal with this issue because it's a way to sway black voters back to the democratic party because we're not talking about lunch money or beer money we're talking about the promise of millions of dollars for the, the 2024 election. It is the biggest lie being sold to a, a section of our society that, I'm trying to think of the proper words, that, that feel that they are owed something for nothing. Um, if you are saying we want to pay back people that came from a group of people that were enslaved, we can go back to the birth of man there's been slavery since man conquered man. All right. right. Do you go back to the uh, Israelites, go back to the Egyptians and say, you owe us reparations? Uh, do uh, the Christians go to the Muslims and say, you owe us reparations for enslaving us? Uh, I'm sure Cervantes survivors would love to have a little of that money. Um, do we go back to the American Indians that also enslaved those that they captured? Where does it start and where does it stop? And what are you going to do for people that are not descendants of slaves? You're going to say, well, simply because of the color of your skin? Well, wait a minute, doesn't that fall back on the original Supreme Court ruling that we were talking about at the start of the show? Exactly. All right, the power exactly. of the purse lies in Congress. Where? Where do you draw that line? And this is where we have to get our message, of course, clearly. We are a nation that evolves. And we saw the mistakes that were done by our forefathers. We corrected them. Many of us on the North side died to protect the life and liberty of those that were enslaved. How do you repay them? Again, it has to be 
couched properly. We evolve, we see a mistake, we correct it, and we move forward and give everyone the equal opportunity to have the best possible life that they are willing to work for, not handed out to. And I mentioned this to, I mentioned this to Dan uh, last week. You know, there was that promise of 40 acres and a mule. They, the government couldn't even deliver on 40 acres and a mule. You really think they're going to give out millions of dollars when we're in trillions and trillions of dollars in debt? Right. It's, it's not going to happen. And I am, I'm dumbfounded that people really think that that's going to happen. I mean, maybe it's, maybe it's something they can hold on to to give them hope. I don't know. But when you look at our national debt and you look at how much money they're talking about just giving away, if you just talk about the student loans and then you pile on uh, reparations, it's, it's not feasible. It's not possible. And if, we, if the Republican Party does not play it right, we'll lose again. It doesn't make sense that grown people cannot understand if you don't have it you can't give it and mm -hmm. we don't have it <laughs> vicky we got about a minute left i, I want to ask a follow-up question uh have you had any contact in the in the black communities in colorado springs or denver how their reaction they have any reactions to reparations i have not I have not, usually I will hear <laughs> something in the wind, but I have not heard anything. Now you have to understand, I'm kind of like on the outskirts. I'm not necessarily brought into the black community because I think a little different. Mm. Um, so, but I haven't heard anything yet, but I'm sure. And we just elected a black mayor. So hadn't heard much from him yet either. So we'll mm. see. So, Annie, we have a tradition on the show where Miss Vicky takes us out at the end of the show, and it's time to do that. So we need to hear your close again, dear. All right. Well, thank you all so much for joining Moms Across America. We, we, I'm, I'm glad to be back. I can say that. And remember, Moms Across America, you are America. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. We are Americans, male and female, from many races and cultures from all over the world. One thing above all else is we are patriots who protect our nation and defend, when necessary, our Constitution from attacks both foreign and domestic. Today, as American patriots, we must take back our country from those who want to destroy it and us. We must start by taking back our children and their education. Parents, not union, should be in charge of our children's education. We must be sure that they are taught about the greatness of America and its people. Our children should not be indoctrinated with the belief that parents are racist and are evil and trying to destroy the world. As patriots, we must take back our country from foreign nations who want to destroy us and our way of life. Yes, as patriots, we want America to be first. We want an open and fair trade policy, energy independence, safe cities, and secure borders where we can grow and prosper as a nation of free people. Become an American patriot. Help take back America by voting Republican. Thank you for joining us today, and we'd like to hear your comments or questions. 
So go to bwradionetwork.com. That's bwradionetwork.com. And give us your questions or comments. And thanks for joining us today.